Hello, and welcome to the CEO Blind Spot Show, where leaders reveal their blind spots and best practices. I'm your host, Birgit Camps, and today's guest is Mike Lighty, who is co-founder of a company called Pet64. They have a slogan that says that they make every molecule count, and they do that by hiring the right people, by the energy that they're involved with, and the technology that they bring to the table. So, Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you, Bert. And I'm uh, glad that you made the time to be here because... It took me a while to set this up because (laughs) the good news about you is you're very, very successful and successfully helping a lot of companies right now. You told me a story that the age of 25, you were told by the guy you worked with that, hey, just run the company. And as long as it grows, I'm happy because I'm off wanting to do my stuff that I like. You managed people and grew it to four million, but that guy didn't always want to share the profits. So then you moved on and once again became extremely successful. It's like you are a turnaround guy. You, you start in places and you grow them. I think at one point at another company, they were in debt and then you make them, made them profitable again. So, and you're also a technician, you know, so many aspects of the energy industry. So one success after the other is all I know about you. And it's a lot of people right now are not successful in the energy industry. So what, what would you say are the one or two things that have allowed you to continue succeeding? Cause you've also been through a crisis before in 2008, 2009. Oh yeah. One is having good mentors. I've had the knack or the luck, probably more luck than knack, to be able to run into great people that have been able to mentor me and share with me their experiences and lead me through my career and provided me the the insight into not only technology, but marketplace as well as uh, people. One of my mentors is a very successful guy that ran a very large distribution uh, rep organization and instrumentation process control world. And one of his key knacks was understanding people and how to lead people. And as a result of that, I learned a lot from him on that. Okay. Well, so you have great mentors, Mike, but you also seem to have a knack for spotting things and looking ahead. And you're now the co-founder of Pet64. And it came because you and your partners realized, hey, there's a technology advantage and there's a hole in the marketplace for that. So it sounds to me like you and you're an engineer, right? Yes, ma'am. So you're a sales guy and engineer and your mentor taught you how to manage people effectively. What did you struggle with, if anything, during your career? I think the biggest and, and I think the most valuable, and everybody will say this or a lot of people say this, the most valuable aspect, asset to a company. And it took me a long time in the various businesses that I ran or were involved with that Hiring people to a position is is really not the best way to manage it. What you have to do is look for good people and then find a place for those good people into in the business. Yes, you got uh, you got open positions as you grow or as you change or so on and so forth. But one of the biggest things I learned was to keep the barrel loaded. The best talent you can identify in the marketplace, and when things become available, mold those positions around those people versus put those people in predefined positions. Yes, it creates a little chaos sometimes. And yes, it creates a a little bit of change in the organization. 
But those bumps are significantly smaller than having mediocre resources in the business and or the wrong resources in the wrong positions. Wow. So how can you, what can you share with leaders right now who it's COVID time, it's election time, oil and gas prices are, no one knows what the future is going to hold. And they're actually cutting talent. They're worried about the cash flow. If they came across someone that was this fantastic talent, what advice do you have to give to them? Go ahead and hire them anyway, or what would you say? Well, I mean, it's always a decision of when you invest, when there's the right time to invest, and and you have the ability within the business, one, from a financial perspective, but two, also the ability to make, to handle it. I think the more important part of it all is, is that as you look into the future, you always have to have a plan. And, and that plan has to be twofold. You have to have a plan for growth and you have to have a plan for the decrease. I mean, we are in the energy business, one of the most volatile markets in the world. And I've learned in my career as I've grown business and as I've gone through downturns, that if I didn't have a forecasted vision on what if I saw the growth or what if I lost 30% of my business overnight, how was I? How am I going to manage through those bumps and peaks and valleys uh, to keep the the company profitable and keep the company moving forward. So for me, I've been fortunate enough to be able to see those out there in the horizon far enough and then be able to kind of map back. If this happened, what would I do? And and so I'm, I'm in a situation right now where Pet64 is in transition from being a, what I would call an LNG or a systems integrator, building some of the most advanced LNG custody transfer systems in the world to being a developer, some of the, the most state-of-the-art analyzer sensor technology in the business. And there's a big difference in those two types of business and how you run them and how you structure them and the people and the resources. And so in my in the head, I've got really four paths. What happens if the LNG market drops off and I don't have technology to the market fast enough? How am I going to manage it? Where are we going to go? At the same time, I've got people in the back of my head, resources and, and talent identified that if it takes off in one of those two areas, how I'm going to backfill and what changes do I need to make in the, into the business to bring those resources in to take advantage of that growth opportunity. Oh, so that's um, what you meant when you said keep the barrel loaded. Exactly. It's keep all Always keep, always be looking for new talent. Hmm. And it's out there everywhere. It could be acquaintance socially or it could be acquaintance through business. But there's good people everywhere. The challenge I've always found is is going to, I got to fill a position. I never seem to find the exact talent that I needed or I wanted. Hmm. But what I've noticed over my career is if I keep my eyes and ears open continually for talent, I've got talent left and right behind me. Hmm. It's just a matter of when, I, when can I get him into the organization. Yeah, wow. Well, especially right now, there should be lots of good talent to start to get to know. Yeah, there's an overabundance of available talent right now in the marketplace. And, and gosh, I'd love to be able to take advantage of it right now. Financially, we're not there. But that doesn't mean I've got my one, two, three, and four, fifth, five, fifth pick ready to go. Yeah. And at the same time, I've got to look at the downturn side of it. What happens if we see a downturn? And, and what are the steps in the business that I've got to take, not only from a human resource perspective, but also overhead perspective or asset perspective to be able to manage it. That's probably the single largest thing I've learned in my career is as I've grown businesses, I've had ups and downs. And I've fortunately been able to manage through those ups and downs by having talent behind me and a vision ahead of me to be able to map it. Mm. And be and know when you have to pull those triggers. Don't wait till after you have to pull the trigger. Pull it before. Mm -hmm. 
Wow. You're just uh, sharing lots of golden nuggets. <laughs> so thank you so much. And uh, I also know from our mutual acquaintance, Hans Peter Fisser, who's also one of your partners, that from nothing create something that wasn't there before that's that works well. So how do you do that? <laughs> not sure how accurate that one is, but uh, I've been fortunate enough to be exposed to a lot of different segments of market, a lot of different segments of technology, a lot of different elements. Of, of roles and responsibilities from the seed level down to lowest levels and organizations. And through that, I've responded to Hans often as I'm really simply a dot connector. All I do is connect dots. Mm. And what I mean by that is, is that through all the, that exposure of the items I defined as well as companies, I've had the opportunity to be able to see and link those dots together to take advantage of either a hole in the marketplace, a need in the marketplace, or better yet, and the most important and the easiest is to create an opportunity in the marketplace. And again, I think it goes back to the same thing as watching for, for good talent. you got to constantly be on the lookout 24-7 and engage with what you see, where you see it, and connecting those dots and constantly be probing with questions and listening to your customers' needs, the market needs, the market changes, the technology changes, so that one of them will pop up. The dots will align. And if you're constantly trying to align those dots and you're aware of all those different influences and different impacts in the marketplace and technology, you will be successful. It's just a matter of continually trying and driving for it. Good. You know, try, try again. And, and believe me, for every one that I've been successful on, I've had a hundred fail. And I think that's probably one of my better traits, if you will, of anything. And that is, is try, try again. I'm not scared about failing. I've failed far more than I've accomplished. So that must mean you you know how to learn from your mistakes too. There's always a lessons learned, right? Mm -hmm. And if you don't take from your failures the lessons learned or for, from anything, even the positives of, of the lessons learned, then it's really hard to build a foundation and grow upon it. And I think that's where often leaders get stagnant is they get to a point where they believe they're they kind of kick it in overdrive and they're not continually trying to rebuild or or grow that foundation and the only way to do that as a leader is take from the lessons learned and i mean it can be from a simple challenge that a customer has to a big order to a mess up in the back door if you don't learn from that and you don't try to figure out how you do it better the next time or how you improve it, the good and the bad, then you don't expand that foundation. You don't grow it. Yeah. Well, then as we start to wrap up the show, how do you plan to grow now? Like it, there's, we're in Houston and there's lots of LNG companies. What do you, what's your competitive edge as Pet64 and why would someone want to come talk to you guys now? As mentioned, you know, our, our core competency and focus today is, is providing the, the most state-of-the-art LNG custody transfer system available in the marketplace that not only measures the energy content, but also addresses some of the challenges the LNG liquefaction sites have from optimizing their train, their train production all the way down to minimizing the amount of time it takes to produce a bill of lading or addressing the challenges of correlating the lab analyzers, the process analyzers and the vaporizers. Now that's where we're focused today. A back pocket, we are moving up the pipeline. That's where the long-term success of PET is going to be based on and and that's where our our company uh, motto it comes from and that is 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 bringing more accuracy and honesty into the energy measurement from the wellhead down to the consumer. That cuts us across the oil and gas industry into transportation, into residential, commercial, into pipeline, into distribution. So 
Our goal is to dominate the measurement side of natural gas by bringing to market the most state-of-the-art technology with the most accuracy and the most speed available. Very good. Long-term, we would like to change how, how that technology is managed in the field. With today's challenges of resources and the ups and downs in the market, if we've got to take advantage of technology and ability to manage that asset in the marketplace with a little impact to the producer or the owner as possible. And it's going to take a lot of stepping out of the box. And I think that's really what the oil and gas industry's next step has to be. And that is optimizing the cost of production and stepping out of the box on how we do it and quit doing it the same old way. Let's change it. Let's make it cleaner, better, and faster and cheaper. And it can be done. We just got to be willing to step out of the box. Fantastic. Well, again, I appreciate you taking the time to be on the show. And normally we aim for a couple of gold nuggets in this conversation, but you threw out several. So thank you again for making it work. It's uh, It's been fun to... Uh, Hey, that's someone calling you now. It's been fun to visit with you. And thanks again. Thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate the time.